enter a new dimension of strange. The possibilities are madness. This is the Geek Confidential Podcast. Podcast. My name is Luke Kerr. Joining me today, Melody Akles. Welcome, Mel. Hey, hey. And Mo Walker. How are you doing, Mo? I'm doing well, Luke. Thank um, you. The Geek Confidential Podcast. There's been some life events going on, so we haven't recorded an episode in a while. Mel moved, and some stuff was going on with my birthday, and Dan has some stuff going on. Um, and so we're going to do a little bit of catch-up today with a movie that we all all have seen, and that is one of the biggest movies of the summer. That is Doctor Strange in the multi- Multiverse of Madness, or as some other some people say, the Wanda movie that guest stars Doctor Strange. Mel, what did you think of the latest incarnation of the Doctor Strange franchise? I first actually, take. first take. I enjoyed the movie. I did. I understand why they took the path that they did because the big bad here is not going to be Wanda. It is a beat on the way to the big bad. So I understand why things had to happen. Um, I didn't have an issue with the movie. There are a few things here and there that I'm sure we're going to discuss, but first take on it was I enjoy it and I see where we're going. Mo, what was your first take? I was a little mixed on it. I mean, it was a pleasant enough experience, and I think I'm coming into this with baggage from the comics. How regarding... dare you have baggage? <laughs> it, my, my baggage honestly came uh, from the treatment and how uh, Wanda Maximoff was handled. Just, again, just a little, probably a little PTSD from reading Avengers comics, um, in the late eighties and through the two thousands. Uh, so yeah, I a little mix. It wasn't bad, but it, it felt more like an appetizer to me in some aspects. Mel, uh, I haven't had you do one of these in a while, but would you like to give a quick synopsis, a one minute synopsis of the film um, for the listeners? I know you've done this on daytime confidential in, in the past, but you're so good at it. Would you like to do that for Dr. Strange? Oh Lord, a rapid recap. Okay. All right. So, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is literally about what it says. It's about the Multiverse of Madness. So we kick off with America Chavez is a new character to the MCU. Um, She has the power to uh, go into other dimensions. And she's teamed up with a other dimension, Doctor Strange, and she is trying to find her way back home. She's not able to do it. Um, She ends up in our MCU universe meets our Doctor Strange. And of course, things are going crazy. There are monsters everywhere. We don't know what's going on. We have to figure out how to save the Earth. Doctor Strange goes to Wanda Maximoff for help, asking, hey, there's um, multiple universes. I need help. What's going on? And Wanda tries to play coy. She tries to learn new things and slips up. 
she mentions America Chavez and there was no mention of her yet. And the illusion fades and we figure out that Wanda has been completely corrupted by the Scarlet Witch. And the Scarlet Witch's only mission for this film is to get her children back from WandaVision. And the rest of the movie is pretty much spent with Doctor Strange and America Chavez versus the Scarlet Witch. And the Scarlet Witch is raising hell, okay? It, there is no other way to explain that. She can do whatever and whatever she wants. It does not matter. To get her children back, they end up at Wonder Gore, which I was so excited to see Wonder Gore in an actual live-action film. Um, uh, showdown happens. Wanda eventually comes to her senses, and it will bring us into the next MCU film. Well, and there's one thing that you didn't cover, which but, is a, a set of cameos that took place. Oh, oh, on an because plan we have to talk about that realm. alone. We have to talk about that by itself because that scene alone is amazing. Like, oh, we will, we will get to that. So, America Chavez is a character that is sort of the Peter Parker, the female Peter Parker of this film. She has some chemistry with Benedict Cumberpatch's Doctor Strange. And you sort of get that that's what they're trying to recreate. I liked the character. I thought I, I the problem for me with the that dynamic is after having seen it done so well with um, Peter Parker and first Tony and then after Tony died, it sort of transitioned to Stephen Strange. When Peter Parker's friendship with Tony began, it began slowly and it worked up. It wasn't something where it just slammed you over the head with it. So for me, I was like, okay, if you're going to try and recreate Peter Parker and Tony's dynamic with Strange and America Chavez, maybe it would have been nice if this character who can basically jump through time might have landed in the middle of um, the big face-off between the Avengers and or have dropped into randomly to some of these other movies so that we would have gotten a hint. And there it could have been like a one minute scene where we as the audience are going like, what the fuck? And then she ends up in this movie. I thought that like they tried to force a little bit too much in introducing her as the character and the main thesis for this plot. I get why she's connected to Wanda and why Wanda would be interested in her. But I felt the basis for Wanda's knowledge of her and of the friendship that she's trying that ends up being built with her and Strange was a little thin for me as a viewer after seeing how well it was done with Peter Parker. Mo, what did you think of um, America Chavez and what did you think of them fighting or going up against Wanda? Well, regarding America Chavez, I've came into this really predisposed to liking America Chavez again going back to the comics big part of the two the, the 2010s version of the Young Avengers and in which she has a relationship and a friendship with uh, Wanda's two children Billy and Tommy so I was very very much looking forward to that character in terms of her personality the America Chavez in the Doctor Strange film it's very it's vastly different than the America Chavez in the comics. The power sets are slightly different. Uh, they do retain the ability, her, she does retain the ability to transport across uh, different dimensions and so forth. But 
in the comics, she has all these other Superman-like powers as well, which probably is not a great idea for her to have those uh, to come into uh, the MTU with those with those with that power set already. So hopefully, maybe if she does develop that power set, that'll be interesting. If not, uh, I think by obviously by the end of the movie, she is possibly developing some other uh, more mystical level abilities. And regarding uh, Doctor Strange and Wanda. I mean, excuse me, Doctor Strange and America Chavez taking on Wanda. I, on, uh, you know, I thought those fight sequences were really good. I thought, I, again, I get um, Wanda's motivation and everything. I don't wholeheartedly agree with how things ended up for Wanda, uh, which I again felt was a little frustrated. I think visually, it was really good. the The fact that you're bringing it, you had. Uh, Sam uh, Raimi as a director, especially because this really straddled the lines of horror and the fact that Wanda was essentially possessed by the Dark Hold, this um, mystical book that was introduced in WandaVision, the fact that you know you were going for that really creepy vibe. It, it I think overall it, it just it felt creepy. It looked great. Uh, the, the action sequences were really interesting. So oh, overall, I don't have any complaints. Mel, what did you think? I know that you're a big fan of Wanda from WandaVision and the movies. What did you think of how Wanda was depicted in this? So I kind of had to let go of a lot of things because I've always felt like Wanda has been misunderstood in the MCU. You know, people always say that, oh, you know, she's not the most powerful, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yes, she is. She just doesn't know she is. And in this film, she finally realized it. And I love that we got to see so much more of her power. But I, part of me wishes they hadn't have made her the villain. But I get that they set it up that way. Because in WandaVision, they made sure to drive home the point of the dark hold corrupts whoever is reading it, using it, so on and so forth. And I wish they would have kept their original plan to have WandaVision directly feed into Doctor Strange, but you know, the pandemic messes up everything. Because I feel like that would have been easier for viewers to understand that, because by the time Doctor Strange 2 came along, people had kind of forgotten. Anywho, um, so she had been using the Dark Hall to you know, learn more things to try and find her children in some other dimension and bring them back to this one. But the dark code has been corrupting her the entire time. So parts of me loves that we got to see, you know, Wanda pretty much at her full power, but you know, they had to make her evil Scarlet Witch to do that. And I'm like, she's not evil. I've always been on that hill and that is a hill I will die on. So um, it's a lot of kind of mixed feelings on how they portrayed Wanda, but I did think Elizabeth Olsen did a really great job. And no, I do not think that Wanda is dead. She will come back. What I thought was interesting about it is they actually called out in the movie what I was thinking, which was if Doctor Strange or Tony had done, or when they did any of those things, they were able to be redeemed. But supposedly she can't be because 
she's a woman and there the difference between the expectations for her versus Tony or Doctor Strange I thought that that was good and I thought that they called it out well because I was literally sitting there and I was like in the movie and I'm like Doctor Strange did half of the stuff for the right the quote unquote right reasons and fucked things up. Tony did the same thing. And yet they're heroes. Wanda isn't. And so I thought that was a nice touch. Um I thought the the cinematography was fantastic in this film. I thought the storyline was pretty solid. Uh, I was looking forward to the cameos, so let's dive into those. We got wonderful, wonderful cameos, uh, but unfortunately, um, we had a we had an episode a long time ago about the Inhumans, and Black Bolt, the character, doesn't have gr- a great track record first as a TV series, and now in surviving an, a ma- um a Doctor Strange movie. We got Black Bolt, we got a Captain Marvel cameo, we got a Captain Carter, Reed Richards, Patrick Stewart showed up as uh, Professor Xavier, Uh, we had uh, Charlize Theron, who ends up showing up at the end of the movie as Clea, Mo, did you geekgasm over the X-Men cameo? Oh, most definitely, but you know, I'd already... And Reed Richards in Fantastic Four? (laughs) <laughs> John Krasinski is, uh, I mean, it's, it's Reed Richards. You know, clearly the internet came through on that one with uh, Krasinski as Reed Richards because folks have been calling for him to portray Reed for a number of years. I was excited about having, uh, it, it, you know, Patrick Stewart show up as Xavier. And great, I don't necessarily, I'm one of those folks where given, and this is no shade on Patrick Stewart, it's just, you know, the man tread is of carefully. a certain age. Tread carefully. Well, hold up, hold, hold up, hold up. Now, now, he is a person of a certain age, okay? He has been doing Picard, Star Trek Picard. Star Trek Picard is winding down. It's only going to be a three-season show. I don't, and, and, and perhaps maybe he's been playing this character for over 20 years. I'm glad that he showed up in an MCU film. But, you know, if Patrick Stewart decides, hey, I want to call it a day and don't, don't want to do play uh charles xavier anymore i'm perfectly fine with them recasting and ha- bringing in another charles xavier well it they've already got one the they, they can just bring in the younger version well yeah but it depends on how they want to deal with the x-men which again is a is a thorny minefield and and we'll see we'll see i'm i'm just glad that that at in the end of the day patrick stewart got his dues he he, he got into a mcu film so people can can shut up and and finally accept, you know, the mutants are, you know, they're canon, they're part of the MCU. At least in another realm. Yeah, well, they're coming at some point. But but boy, did we get to see how Wanda's powers could be exhibited because she pretty much slaughtered them all. Yeah, oh, oh, most, I mean, well, you knew that that, from the onset, when you get dark Wanda, you're going to, or the Dark Scarlet Witch, you're going to get a slaughterhouse. And I thought it was particularly um, interesting how she killed Black Bolt by essentially smush, uh, <laughs> you know, smushing his head in. And I, I, I think in some respects, this redeems, I'm not going to say it, I'm not going to certainly say it didn't redeem in humans because nothing can redeem that. Don't but you I, say that? I didn't. It did that, but it redeemed... 
Anson Mount's portrayal of Black Bolt. I think that this, again, because of the money that they were able to put into Doctor Strange in this Doctor Strange film, we really got a better looking, aesthetically looking Black Bolt in terms of the costumes, the power set that was displayed, and so forth. So I'm I'm glad that character got redeemed. We didn't talk about Haley Atwell showing up as Captain Carter. Again, a fan favorite, and I'm so glad that Haley Atwell got, got a chance to do the live-action version of Captain Carter. Hopefully she'll appear in more What If. I'm hoping that we'll get more Haley Atwell as Captain Carter in other MCU films as well. Well, considering what we're getting with the new Thor movie, I would not be surprised if at some point we didn't. I do have to ask one question because it was it's the thing that sort of sat in the back of my mind. For all of us who love Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, if you were going to have him in the official MCU, a major movie, this would have been the spot where they could have had him. And it would have almost been interesting to see him up uh, sitting up there in judgment and her go up against him. I, I sort of well, wish that well, he had been there. Hold on. Well, 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 if again, the Illuminati are based on the comic version. And so they, with the comic version, it was all men. There were no men. It was no women, period. They got Xavier, they got Reed, they got Black Bolt, um, and the comp- Strange was kind of one. But well, they, they also mixed had Mordo. Well, Mordo more or less filled in that that Str- Doctor Strange role that from the comics. But I'm glad you know we did get you know um, Maria Rambo as their version of Captain Marvel, and again Haley Atwell just kind of replacing the Tony Stark version from the comic, uh, the comic book Illuminati. And if I remember correctly, it was Namor was also in the Illuminati as well from the comic version. So it, it needed a bit more balance, but if you were going to represent the mutant element, it had to be Xavier. And because Xavier is, morally speaking, can be on that slippery slope. Okay. Mel, what did you think of all of these cameos? So the Illuminati scene is my favorite in the movie. It might be my favorite in all of the MCU because I was in the theater freaking out. Oh my God. Like Professor X showed up in the yellow hover wheelchair with the green suit on. I don't, I'm a nineties child. Y'all know this. Okay. So he is wearing this his exact costume from the X-Men animated series. So I I was gone. I had left my body by this point, okay? Then Reed Richards, the Fantastic Four. Is he hot or ah! what? Oh my God. Not only is he beautiful, he's fucking Reed Richards. Like, hello! Um, I love seeing Maria Rambo as Captain Marvel in kind of a role switch. And, you know, she has her full power. She was just looking so beautiful up there. Haley Atwell as um, Captain Carter. I love all of these things. It was amazing. Just to see it in live action was enough for me. They couldn't have done anything. And then they made it better by trying to take on Scarlet Witch. And Wanda gives one of the most iconic lines. 
taking out Black Bolt because Reed Richards is the smartest slash dumbest man alive because he literally told Wanda what he what they were gonna do. He was like, uh, one whisper from Black Bolt and you'll you be destroyed. And Wanda gives the most iconic line, what mouth? Oh! Um, and then Black Is Bolt Reed Richards the Barry Allen of the MCU? Pretty much. Reed Richards, I mean Reed Richards. Black Bolt proceeds to destroy himself and literally blows his own mind. Hello? <laughs> um, I just, oh, what is that? And then she proceeds to destroy everyone else in the scene but it was absolutely amazing to see all these cameos I mean we finally got to see some of the X-Men in the MCU and the scene went on a little further you know we got to see Charles Xavier do his psychic abilities you know I love that that scene in there where he goes into Wanda's head and he's like Wanda is locked up you know down in this this fortress this down there and he's like Wanda you're being take o- taken over by your other personality and I need you to come out and you know it didn't work out but I love things like that because that's more straight up X-Men so X-Men are coming I hope they keep Patrick Stewart as long as possible um, as long as he wants to do it I don't necessarily agree that this is the time for Wolverine to show up because that is such a popular character and I feel like if he had shown up it would have overshadowed everyone else and it's just not quite about the X-Men yet like we know they're coming they've set it up well enough but it's not quite time for them if we were doing something if we were doing something where you know hey okay X-Men movie is next for sure like call Hugh Jackman I guess the reason I guess the reason why I suggested that this would have been the perfect spot for Hugh Jackman was because we don't know if he will be the X the Wolverine portrayer when the X-Men actually join the MCU as the X-Men that we know. So if we were ever going to get to see Hugh Jackman putting him in this movie would have allowed and considering he's one of the few characters who can actually like basically come back from the dead because of how he regenerates it could have been something where if Wanda kills him he still comes back but it's something that we find out he comes back if Hugh Jackman were to be in the um, Wolverine in future Marvel movies but if he's not then he's dead and we get a new Wolverine it, for me, it would have been the perfect place to just have that cameo that so many of us have wanted for Wolverine and left all the doors still open for possibilities. That's why I wanted it. Any other major topics that you guys thought um, about this film? I, For me, what I found to be one of the most impactful elements was not uh, the um, the story behind America Chavez's uh losing her mothers and that type of thing. It was the reaction for uh, Wanda with her boys as she's seeing what she's doing to them, as she's trying to take the other Wanda's children. And when they finally figure out what's going on, her face, her expression, when the boys are scared of her, that was very powerful for me. Was there anything else that, that stood out for you guys in this, these or in this film, Mo. Um, I, I, I think I. Well, certainly that that cameo at the end, which uh, <laughs> with 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 uh, Doctor Strange's 
Extra on again. Eye. Extra eye. Well, his on again, off again pair more clear. But um, personally, I kind of had wished that it, that she had been brought in a little bit sooner. But that's just the comic book nerd and me. Um, I I do again. I do appreciate that the stakes have been raised and that there are consequences, and that the fact that all this mucking about in the multiverse has consequences. But again, I do go back to my original argument about how I feel like this movie was aspects of it was a disservice to Wanda and undercut a bit of the character growth that occurred during Wanda vision. See, I, I guess I, the, the way Wanda vision ended, I wasn't entirely sure that a lot of growth had actually happened. This for me felt a little bit like Game of Thrones in that I always thought that Danny, like a lot of people got on the thing of like, she's going to save Westeros and she's this good character, blah, blah, blah. I never believed it because from the very beginning, I saw elements of her character in which like I knew that someday she would basically burn down the town and the, the her very own people. The way that WandaVision ended gave me that same sort of sense. I was like, I'm not sure that it all is as good as this the show led us to believe. Mel, what else stood out for you about this film? Um, I enjoyed the sequence of Doctor Strange dream walking. You know, Mo, Mo mentioned it earlier how the film had so many horror elements and it's kind of horror influence and y'all know that's my jam so i love that entire dream walking sequence um i also love at the end of the film where dr strange get, finally gets his third eye i thought that was really great um i do get where mo is coming from about wanda's character development quote unquote kind of backsliding but i feel like we have enough to explain where the Darkhold was really the one that's corrupting her. Um, I also thought it was interesting that the Darkhold has been destroyed. That really gets rid of a you know, backdoor skeleton that could have come out at any moment, and it really clears the way for the true big bad, which we know is going to be Kane the Conqueror. On that note, we'd encourage you to comment on this episode at geekconfidential.com. Join us in the Facebook group. There's a link to that on geekconfidential.com as well. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash gkconfidential. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash gkconfidential. You can find me on Twitter at Luke underscore Kerr. Mel is at Melody Akles, and Mo is at Dr. Mo 77 We thank you for listening. Until next time, so long. Bye, y'all. Bye, everybody.